Sensor Global saves lives with automatic compliance and manages smoke alarms, gas and water leak detection with 24-7 remote management. It provides complete control, reduced risks and improved compliance for property managers. To find out more, speak to Anthony Booth or head over to sensorglobal.com. So today I'm delighted to have Alicia McCulloch from Aquasun Estate Agents join us. Alicia, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I haven't had you on the podcast before, have I? No, I've been hiding. Excellent, excellent. I've had lots of newbies come up and it's um, I um, didn't actually check with you first, but quite often when I... And doing them, there's two types of people, and I share this in case there's anyone listening that wants to come on it. But uh, there's two types of people in the world. There's the one that likes the script, the um, the questions that I'm going to ask, and you know needs to think it out. And then there's the other person which um, there's no prep, don't even know what we're going to talk about, and I just throw you in the deep end, and uh, that's my style. And uh, you haven't complained yet, so I hope that's okay. <laughs> I prefer that as well. If I know beforehand, I'll just overthink it and panic. Whereas if it's just freehand, it's just you go with the flow. <laughs> so much easier. And I know that like when I do um, video content, I'm fine. And, and, and you're, I know that you're the same and we're going to get into TikTok and video in a minute. But put the if I'm holding the camera and I'm just talking about whatever, totally fine. But stick a camera person in front of me with a list of questions and I freak out I feel nauseous yeah most commonly as I said you'll get into it is my first take on a video that's it you just do it if I think about it 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 fails <laughs> exactly and that's exactly the advice I gave someone the other day uh, when we were talking about video and I said to her one of the secrets is actually not watching it back just tidying up the front tidying up the back the minute you have to start watching it you're going to start looking at yourself a bit differently, thinking that you need to change something. It's easy just not to look back on it. So that's uh, that's today's tip. And that's the advice I have taken uh, very strongly because I think if I looked back on them, I would not be happy. So I just take it, up, upload it, and it's done. Yeah, absolutely. So now can we, because there's a few people that um, haven't heard of you before, um, you're based in Perth. And if you can share a little bit about yourself, your career, and what you have, what's up to you now and what you've been doing before. Yeah, so um, I've been in property management, well, in real estate since I was 17. I kind of fell into it by accident because I had to leave school um, for some medical reasons and I didn't want to work in fast food because. I didn't. And then a receptionist job came up in a real estate and it was, yeah, applied, um, got it, and then just kind of moved my way up to be a, a junior PM um, for about a week. And then I got given a full portfolio. So that was a little intense. Um, but I'm very a single swim person. So that was great. And then, yeah, just worked up, been in a lot of different roles, a lot of different sized agencies. And um, yeah, it's been good. I did my diploma of real estate which was good. Uh, I think everyone should have that. I think it's great. But um, yeah, and now I am in a small business in Golden Bay, which is nestled between Rockingham and Mandra, starting up the property management department with their team. And yeah, that's where I am today. And, and home life, you've got three kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got three children, um, uh, 
ranging from nine to one. So it's a little bit crazy. Um, and yeah. And do you work from home or do the kids, are they in um, daycare, the little ones, or how do you work with them? Um, I've got two in school and one in daycare. So that um, works really well. The, um, the, and obviously we've got school holidays at the moment. So, oh, yes. Um, so so people that are listening can't see the video where there's people around and it's totally fine. So I've um, actually already gone around or my partner's gone around and given the household a, a quick lesson on being quiet <laughs> the next half an hour. So we're all experiencing it. It's totally fine. The um, the position where you're at now, what I I met you at one of the coffee and conversations <laughs> down in um, down in Warnborough that we did, and yeah. I, I, it's one of the ones that I remember because what I loved about it is there was a group of us probably about like five or seven, and they were all startup businesses, all doing BDM in the area, and. It was such a fabulous catch-up, wasn't it, when we had... It was great. It was so good. And everyone was um, exactly in the same position, potentially competitors, actually very much so competitors. Um, but it was really nice just to share, um, you know, how everyone's experiencing the role and, you know, any good points and any struggles that they're having. So that was um, that was when I first met you. With Aquasun, obviously that's a new, was it a new company or was it an old company just didn't have the property management department? Uh, so it's, an, it's a well-established company. Um, quite a few years ago they did property management and then they kind of sold off their small um, department and just ran sales for many years um, and then they wanted to bring on property management. So, yeah, it's, it's really handy being very established in the area. It, it makes a bit of a difference. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So someone who is in the same position where they have been invited to head up a property management department, there's a sales team. Granted, it's probably a smaller sales team you've got, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, a couple of people in there. Um, so you've been invited to set up the property management department. So you're starting with a clean slate. What was your first go-to when it came to trying to generate leads? Like what was the first thing you started doing in the business? Um, picking up the phone, talking to clients, um, playing off the already established um, uh, grounds that the the owner has uh, and the the sales team, which was really good. And it was just word of mouth community talking to people. We've got like a cafe down the in our shopping center, um, meeting people there. Uh, a lot of social media uh, is probably a big one, and. I try, not perfect at it, but I try and um, make contact with everyone who inquires on the sales properties uh, who it's an investment potential. So any property I do like a rental appraisal on, so the sales team are ready to go straight ahead um, if it's an investor and just trying to be the forefront in, in everybody's mind, you know, screaming that we now do property management is probably the biggest one. So if I can just get into the nitty-gritty of it just a little bit more with those mm -hmm. phone calls, and actually I've never asked anyone this, but the phone calls that you make to your the database, so you've just started up, um, you're calling those people, they're very cold leads, what sort of conversations are you calling them up? Like how, how are you doing it? Hi, I'm Alicia, just letting you know we're now doing property management or what does that sound uh, like? It was 
more from a whole agency perspective, just touching base with them, seeing how we can help them, whether that was a sales lead or a property management, or did they just need an updated appraisal because the market's changed or um, things like that. We do get a few, like the owner did have a good rapport in the industry, in the location. Um, so that definitely makes a difference. And a lot of the, uh, some of them have also just come across because they know me in the industry um, and wanting to come back to that. So it's just the phone calls are probably coming from a place of trying to help people, not trying to get the business, doing that kind of opposite. I find if you're trying to just get the business on every phone call, it does the opposite effect. Whereas if you're trying to help people, it's a backwards way of asking for the business. If that yeah, makes- and that goes exactly um, into the same um method of social media like you shouldn't really be asking for business on social media posts you're there to educate and then in that roundabout way you'll get business because you've helped them definitely and I've heard that on your content before and it's and you know a lot of people's content and that's something that I'm really trying to build up and do um, like on TikTok and socials I'm trying to be more informative than trying getting the business but as you said you definitely get the business as a roundabout way of doing it, which I think is better. Um, it's much, and I'm I'm sure it was your your content where it was like you're not, people don't ask for discounts when they're coming to you. So they've already made their decision. They know that they want to be with you because you've put out the information of why they should. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a, it's a much easier process for the whole way around. I find if you're going out just seeking appraisals and just wanting business, they're the ones who will ask for discounts because they haven't got that established rapport or understanding. Yeah, and I've also heard the same thing um, about like Google and people that search you and find you on Google, that those people are more inclined to be asking discounts because it's still technically a cold lead. Um, yep. and they're only just going by whatever they can, you know, whatever they find using SEO um, as opposed to finding you through that warm, um, educated lead, getting to know you, seeing posts regularly and then approaching you. There's a big difference in it. So um, there's a guy called, and don't quote me on this, but there's a guy called Jason Hull over in the US um, who runs a podcast actually and a, um, a consulting business called Door Grow. And he actually talks, I think, about that Google and how, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on Google, but you it's actually probably a bit of a waste because they're the ones that are going to be asking for the discount. So spending money um, on the socials, I would say, is probably better money, better money better spent for the better quality uh, client that you're looking for. So it's just something for people to consider. So definitely if- um, with the Google, sorry, I will just say um, we are what what we've been editing our profile on Google and putting updates on our Google profile because then when people are Googling, how many times can we say that, uh, they're already getting good information instead of just having a blank standard profile. And it's great your reviews go on there and things like that, but actually having information. And I didn't actually know you could change your profile and add information and add videos and add all of that. So that was quite good for those clients that are Googling. 
Oh, absolutely. So what um, Alicia's talking about is the My Business, where if you don't have a My Business profile, go and grab your profile. I think you just have to go and um, like um, confirm the ownership of it. And yeah. you're just are putting posts, like you said, as you would social media, but it's updating that. And they also say things like updating your blogs on your website. Um, just that little tiny change is important. The Google reviews as well, obviously, that's still activity. But there's some free things that you can do that um, increase your profile because you don't, pers- I mean, not that I'm giving advice on this, but personally, I wouldn't spend money on um, no. on Google, at, not at the moment anyway. There's lots of other free options we can do. So we have spent a little bit of money on Google. Uh, really good. When we were spending it, we were getting a lot more leads um, and phone calls for our sales and rentals, um, but we haven't spent a lot, I must admit. But it definitely um, did make a difference to the number of inquiries coming in on the phone. Yeah. Whether the conversion's there or not, it was just, I guess, building that presence was good for that time period. Yeah, no, and, and it's like at the start when you're a startup, you sort of want to try and exhaust all your options as well and see yeah. what's going to stick and what's not. The um, So going into obviously the cold calls and the helping the sales being the first two things that would keep someone busy um, who is starting up the property management department, now that you are um, becoming more established, and obviously we're very fortunate in Perth to have a really great rental market, so it's made, I would assume it's made things a little bit easier on yeah. that, um, that slide. Are there any things that, like, are you still making those cold calls or have you found that now that you're established, you've taken a step back from that and worked on another um, lead generation idea? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Um, I probably have stepped back a little bit because we're also in the process of changing softwares, which oh, is... Um, where are you going? What are you going from? Where are you not allowed to stay? Uh, uh, not yet because okay. we're still finalising it, but the software we're with, they don't do reports, um, which I we didn't realise, but that's a whole other ballgame. Um, so I have to manually extract everything. So that's taking up a fair bit of time, um, but really it's just... Um, I'm focusing a lot on social media and in the probably more the background and just setting up foundations and our digital presence. We're wanting streamlined um, templates and things like that just to have that different level. Uh, And just I get a lot from word of mouth and just servicing because I'm a big believer and I know some property managers may not be this but to service your tenants as well as your owners like your tenants are such a high part I I call it like a circle and we're part of that circle and if you move if you lose a section whether you lose the owners the agent or the tenant and the contractors um it's not harmonious and so by having that like for example when we have a new tenant I'll meet them at the house 
to give them the keys and the handover. And uh, like when we sign up a new property, I'll go with the uh, photographer to get the photos taken. And just those little things is where we get a lot of word of mouth from those extra actions. But I'm very aware that I'm only able to do that because we are a small startup because I've been on the other end where we've never done that. So it's just different. <laughs> yeah, I call it a love triangle. So it's a love triangle yeah. between the well, owner and the property manager. Um, and yeah, they're all important. The um, That's interesting with the, um, you know, meeting at the property. And I know a lot of people do do that at the moment. And I would love to do it as well and but it's not as possible I guess when the portfolio is mm. going to be bigger but um I remember someone telling me how they would treat it like they would going to for example a really nice hotel where you meet them at with the keys and then you actually go through the property and you show them how to work the air con you make sure the hot water's working you go through and point out maybe anything that they should know with the retic or something like that and I mean in theory, it sounds like, for me, I think that's such a wonderful idea and I would love to do that. And I'm sure there's people doing that already. Um, but unfortunately, it's not always feasible, but it's a yeah. service if you are able to do that, I think. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, when we can, there has been times when it's just not possible, but we ideally do. And what I really liked about it was like we had a tenant that straight away knew I want to put a TV here I want to do this and that and I could just email the owner straight away or speak to the owner to get that approval just to set everything up for success uh but yeah definitely not feasible for all no. <laughs> and particularly if you have a big area that you service it just wouldn't wouldn't be optional <laughs> no I would I would love to um though like I'm just thinking out loud now but how amazing would it be to be an agency where you could actually pay like have a staff member full-time where that was their job like and yeah you know if the numbers could work that was their job they did all of those uh, meetups like that would be pretty awesome as like a yeah a, a tenant concierge so maybe something that to would be. add into the budget <laughs> <laughs> why not so can we I can almost give it to um like if you had an inspection agent or someone because they're out and about so they could you know possibly you know start their day at that property and then do their inspections yeah absolutely something to think about um now <laughs> I'm, I know I'm asking nitty-gritty questions because I just want to go from you know I don't want to be too surface level so I just just want to quickly get into the actual social media are you at the moment then doing the social media under the company name or have you got personal pages um, that you're using to leverage new listings? What does that look like for you? Uh, both. So I've always had, I haven't been too consistent with it, but I've also always had a personal work Facebook page uh, and my personal page. And I've always kept that because I just, it's, just to me, not as formal content um, and not as, yeah, just not as formal. Uh, whereas our work content is typically pretty more formal, uh, although we're trying to, we're, we're getting advice on changing that. Um, and then my TikTok, my TikTok uh, is mine. We don't have a company TikTok yet. Um yeah, because typically it's just me talking. So yeah, I think one TikTok account's enough for anybody. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
That's more than enough. That. So, okay. So, and then you've, so let's, we've got Facebook and Instagram where there's the yeah. Sun business page plus potentially an Alicia McCulloch business page. And then you've got your personal. Is that? Yes. And do you find that's feasible? Do you have any intentions of reducing that or are you happy with it the way it is? Um, I was looking to consolidate and not have, because I know that you don't have a work and personal Facebook page, um, whereas I just don't know how I feel about having my profile on too public um, for with my kids. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so I like having that separate and I also don't want to overrun my friends and family with real estate stuff. So at the moment, I'm happy with it separate, um, but who knows what the future will bring? Yeah. the um, An example of someone who does it quite good is, uh, do you follow Kinsley from OCD? No, I don't. Oh, don't, Kinsley. Oh, so Kinsley um, is the Inspection Express um, WA rep. And she's always, yeah, so she's got her Instagram, which is um, personal and professional. And I quite like following her because it is quite personal, but you um, you just get to know people better, I guess. So for me, yeah. the reason having just one is there's an element of laziness, so an element of only just wanting to manage one and not two. Um, but I don't think I overload anyone with business stuff on my no. Facebook page no one said anything but everyone probably would keep their mouth shut anyway but it's um I just it's probably just more convenience and I guess my only advice would be is that if you can keep up the two the two pages consistently fine but if you're ever struggling or if someone out there listening struggles to manage both consistently and one is dying you know one is only getting random posts every month or so versus the other then maybe just start combining them um just because you don't want to have a page if it's inconsistent you might as well not have one that's the only my only opinion on that definitely and that's what I have I have found I have struggled with a bit but I've said this year, so 2024, if I'm not consistent with it, then I won't do it. Like this is my, you're either doing it or you're not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And let's touch into TikTok because I've been watching um, you lately and I'm enjoying watching you. <sighs> you also have the balls just to say stuff on it and not worry about the feedback, which I love because people play it safe, I think, on there a bit too much. Yeah. They definitely do, but I feel like if you're playing it safe, you're not actually helping anyone. And I'm meaning tenants and owners or, you know, anyone. So I just say it how it is and just do it. Can you share the um, the, the video that you did on TikTok about um, the lady that came in? Oh, yeah. So I was doing a home open. We had probably maybe 20 groups through because I capped it because I don't I can't handle that. Anyways, um, and she came through with her sister and she had a young, her young daughter, which was great, but she came in with a can of alcohol, which was a little bit off-putting, and then her sister came in her pyjamas. Now, that I keep saying that's fine in the video and I got hammered for that because I'm not here to judge people. I'm not here to judge people's, well, to judge people's living and how they choose to present themselves. But she specifically asked me, what can she do to help herself um, to get a property? Now, I didn't tell her this, and I really think I should have, um, so I do feel kind of bad about that. But 
perhaps wearing just any clothes um, and not a can of alcohol. The real issue was the can of alcohol. I just feel like that portrays not someone who I would like to put into a rental property. If you can't put that, leave it in the car for five minutes, it's just ridiculous. Sorry. Um, But, yeah, I got a little bit hammered on it um, of people of all kinds of comments, but I also then haven't had to defend the comments because then other people are jumping on saying, that's great, that's exactly who I would want to be managing my property. Um, You know, if they can't be bothered, you know, to not drink, then it just sets up the standards. So, yeah. (laughs) You have a video on and like exactly what you said, you've got to let people fight it out between themselves in the comment you don't really need to jump in too much because people do that for you and it actually helps the algorithm um, as well so it's always good when people start having you know commenting and having an opinion back it's a it's a good thing for your profile I remember when I first got TikTok and I got like a thousand views and I was like oh my gosh and just laughing because I just I did it as a bit of a laugh to be completely honest but now I am finding I'm getting more serious into it because people are asking for advice. They're needing assistance on what they um sorry uh what they can do for getting rental properties and just just helping people because yeah, I think everybody needs advice. And I, I didn't realize you can get um private messages on TikTok and things like that. So I've had a lot of tenants message asking you know how can I help them and they will never be a client of mine they could be anywhere in the world they I know that they won't be but I'm still the housing market is so horrific right now that if I can just help anyone get a property or just anything then it it makes me feel a bit better Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it just goes to show it's very much um, an education platform. I mean, everything is, but it's all education. And the the alcohol thing was an interesting one, I thought. And even I was sort of educated on it from, um, you know, having a think about how I would feel because um, someone had put on there something, I think that it might have been like a a zero, like a non-alcoholic beer. Let's use that, for example, a non-alcoholic beer. And then it's like, well, is that still appropriate? or not appropriate and I mean it like I think you said this it's still perception I still personally I think it's inappropriate to be walking around with a non-alcoholic beer just as much as I and we've I've had this discussion with my kids it's inappropriate for my children to be walking around with a non-alcoholic beer because even if it is non-alcoholic it's still a non-alcoholic yep. beer. oh definitely when someone commented that I panicked I'm not gonna lie because Okay, so it was a Bilson or whatever it was. So it could have been the non-alcoholic one. So I was going to delete the video because I was like, oh, my gosh, how judgmental of me. And then I went, no, because it's the perception. Yes. So it was perceived like that. Would I let my child walk around with that? Would I let them drink that? No, it's just it's not acceptable. And if and, and someone commented saying, you know, if the market was the other way around, you know, you would be happy with that tenant basically. And I put on there, and I think I think you commented as well, like, no, because it's still the perception and it's not someone who we would want to put in the properties. And what I commonly say to my clients when we're doing new business meetings is I don't want the headache, you don't want the headache, we don't want the headache. So it's just, it's not worth it. 
No, that's right. And there was wasn't there a funny one the other day as well? And I had commented on it, and he was like, "You're just having a power play, you're oh, nothing yeah. but a messenger." And I was like, "That's exactly what I am, a messenger. That's it." Yeah, <laughs> I love that because I always say that. I said I am just the messenger. I pass messages on all day because yeah. that's all we do. That's right. If we if we go to the basic of what we do, it's the messenger. That's right. You're right, mate. That's exactly. But yeah, but with, with TikTok, I definitely don't rewatch the videos. And I don't like on that video, I looked not great. My hair was so messy. I was just tired. We've been running around all day. I think it was in part of the heat wave. And I just did it because if you don't just do it and if you have everything perfect all the time, I feel like it's not authentic. Yeah. So I just did it. <laughs> well done. Well, you're doing very well with it. Um, my last question for you is, um, is goal setting for new business. How do you do that when you don't have a history of the leads? And I'm bringing that up because I was speaking to Beck Holton the other day um, on an episode and she's got very strong um, goals and her goals are based on what she is expecting and she will buy portfolio, she'll do whatever in her power to get to that goal, where I realised that I was setting my goals based on my previous 12 months and playing it maybe a little bit safe to say, you know, well, this is how many leads I bring in, this is how many new managements, but they're not really fantastic goals, they're just based on um, the previous 12 months. So how would you, and if you don't, just say that you don't, but how would you set goals for a startup when you haven't had any history and you don't want to set yourself up for um you know what I mean for disappointment the either barrier, yeah <laughs> do you set goals and how do you do that um I probably set internal goals um you know that I just think oh it'd be great to get to this number um we as a business don't have goals but it's something we have been talking about because I'm a very goal orientated person and if I get given a target And if there's a reward for the target, that's even better. But if you get a target, I will just go for it. Um, So I really do want to set goals. For a startup, I don't, I think it would be great to have a number that would be great if you achieved. Although we as a business are not set on numbers. We don't want just any properties. We do, I don't know, everybody says that at the beginning. Um, We are pretty particular to a degree. So, and that's what's great about where I am with the business is I've got full authority to not take on a management. Um, you know, previous roles where I've been, it's definitely a numbers game, whereas you take on everything because it's a numbers game. Um, and we're not that, um, which is great. So it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, we don't have goals exactly, but definitely probably more, ours would be more along the lines of customer satisfaction number of leasing days, something that we can kind of control more. Um, But I think goals are good. Everyone should have something. Yeah, I think you're lucky to be in an office where um, they're happy for you to be a bit more selective because I would actually say it's the opposite that with startups and and I fall into this category where it's like take everything at the start while you're building and then party it up after that. But it's obviously a lot cleaner and and, um, probably a lot better to do it your way as well. But it takes a lot of 
uh, willpower as a business owner to say no to business. I, I find it really difficult, but maybe I'm the minority. <laughs> yeah, no, I do agree. I think it's just, it's not a numbers game, yeah. um, which is really good because whilst we want numbers and we want to get new management and things like that, um, I think my business owner just doesn't want the headache of um, problems. So we're just trying to minimise that. Um, within reason, we do do a lot of, like there was one property we took on for two weeks because <laughs> it sold. And it was, yeah, it sold with another agency and they just said, we won't be managing it. You're only going to own it for two weeks and then move in. And they just said no. And this poor elderly owner was just panicking, bowling, like, and then my my business owner was like, take it on. I don't think we actually made anything out of it by the time you actually factor it in. But it's just that goodwill doing the right thing, really, in those circumstances. But then you get the good word of mouth from that. So it's kind of that, you know, well, we've got the time to do it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, when you go to set your goals and you, because you said it's not a, a numbers game, you guys might just be better off setting a financial goal, whether it's the yeah. value of the business or whether it's, you know, this type of revenue each month. And then, and, and that's the way every business should be setting goals because that's what's actually important, not the number of properties on a portfolio. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I find it extremely hard. It's it's so old school to do it the other way. But I think that your business owner probably that's where I would how I would be setting it um, anyway. So at least you've got something to work towards any um, as well. Yeah, definitely. And you know what works for you might work for someone else, or you know everyone has different things that what work for them is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you were to um, take one marketing method that you're doing for a new startup, if you could only choose one thing that you're doing and continue doing it for leads, what would it be? Speak to everyone and everything, whether that's phone calls, that kind of encompasses everything. Social media, just word of mouth, just get it known that you're here, that you're knowledgeable, that you're here to help. Um, basically scream it from the rooftops. Otherwise, people don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Alicia, it's lovely catching up with you again. I look forward Thank to you. seeing you um, hopefully at um, the next Coffee and Conversations down yeah. in Buckingham. So um, I will be down there. For those that haven't been to one or haven't heard about them, jump onto our Facebook page, uh, PM Collective, and under the events you'll see all the catch-ups. Um, there is a lots of coffee catch-ups. There are some wine catch-ups. There's some dinners, and they are hosted all around Australia. So everyone is welcome and they're really casual so I stress that they're super casual just RSVP turn up grab your coffee and come join um the everyone at the table um they're really nice to connect with the industry and learn things and um talking about things exactly what we've talked about today um they're just the conversations that we literally have in person with each other so they're always helpful and um and this episode will be very helpful for those startups or someone who's starting a department where you just don't know where to start but you've got to start somewhere um alicia is a um is a great person to follow on tiktok um particularly and social media to see what she's doing and how she is generating um leads socially so alicia thank you um for your time in school holidays i appreciate it and i We'll Thank see you. you. See ya.
MCG Quantity Surveyors are a favourite for property managers around Australia to help their clients maximise their cash flow through tax depreciation. I love how they place a strong emphasis on industry-leading education and data releases that they share with our community and because they support the property industry so much, it is a no-brainer to use them for all your tax depreciation needs.